1: The universe and everything is 42. The seven chakras, swirling vortices of energy, positioned throughout our body, from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. Join Aditya as he embarks on a journey to interview healers, thought leaders, and experts who have dedicated their lives to raising the level of human consciousness. Welcome to My Seven Chakras. And now your host, Aditya Jai Kumar.
0: Greetings, my dear listeners. I am so excited to bring you our featured guest today, Dr. Leslie Phillips. Dr. Leslie, are you ready to inspire?
1: Absolutely, I am. I just can't wait to get started. I'm so looking forward to spending the next hour with you.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. So Dr. Leslie Phillips is a speaker, author, spiritual teacher and intuitive counsellor. She is passionate about using meditation and intuition as an internal guidance system for life. She's an expert in helping people identify their life purpose and develop their intuitive abilities by mastering their chakras. So Dr. Leslie, I've given our listeners a short intro. So why don't you take about 40 seconds to introduce yourself?
1: Well, you know, you've said it all, actually. I mean, that, that was a fantastic introduction. That's really who I am. I think of myself as a spiritual teacher the way that I work with people is I, I teach them how to meditate and I also teach them how to open and activate their intuitive abilities. And the way we do that is through meditation and through working with directly with the, with the chakra system. I'm an author. I, I've published a book called The Midas Tree, which is a novel which aims to really help everybody to remember who they are and uh, reconnect with uh, with themselves as spirit. It provides meditation techniques in the story. And it's especially a great read for children, actually. I'm so, I mean, people of my generation, many of us had to go through a process of rediscovery and healing ourselves and refinding who we are. And so this book is, it's really for two reasons. One, to help children never to disconnect from their souls, <laughs> and two, to help uh, the grown-ups to reconnect with themselves.
0: Well, thank you for that crackling introduction. Uh, so here at My seven Chakras, we believe in the power of Ichin and Sanzen, a Buddhist term which means that there are 3,000 worlds, possibilities, or outcomes from just a single thought. In other words, there is infinite potential in a single thought concept or idea. So we usually start our show with an inspirational quote that will get us into a space of awareness, learning and compassion. So Dr. Leslie, what is your favorite inspirational quote and give us an example of how you use this quote to your everyday life?
1: I will and I've chosen something which might be quite surprising really but it inspires me and I'll explain why. Sure. <laughs> so my favorite all-time quote is, um, it's actually from The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Uh, which was written by Douglas Adams. And he is, I mean, you won't think of him as a spiritual teacher, but he is so funny. His writing is so funny. And so the quote is, the answer to the ultimate question of life, the universe and everything, is 42. And it actually segues quite nicely for what you were saying when you were talking about, you know, All the different possibilities that emanate from a single thought, because in the book, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, they set up planet Earth like it's a giant computer and it is supposed to calculate the answer to life, the universe and everything. And people are waiting for millennia to find this great answer. Could be anything. And when the answer comes, it's forty two. And, you know, the reason I love it is because the answer doesn't really give them an answer. You know, there's still a mystery, you know, and it reminds me that none of us know everything. Only the great all that is knows everything. You know, each individual, we have our own unique perspective, but we can only glimpse from our individual unique perspective the full truth of the entire universe, much of life remains a mystery. And the other reason I love it is because it makes me laugh. And one of the very, very best healing techniques is laughter because it instantly raises your vibration. It instantly raises your spirits. And the third reason I love it is I just love the irreverence of it. You know, we can get so serious about our spiritual beliefs and our spiritual practices. And it just reminds me Not to take any of it seriously.
0: (laughs) Yeah. True, true. That's so inspiring. In fact, uh, I've heard so much about this book, uh, but I haven't read it yet. Uh, But from what you're saying to me, it sort of reminds me that we look for spiritual knowledge or wisdom all around. But sometimes a thought is that we might not be humans looking for that spiritual experience. We might just be spiritual beings having a human experience. So that is something I thought about recently.
1: Well, I take take that one step further and say that yes we are spiritual beings having a human experience but the human experience is a spiritual experience because there is nothing that is not a spiritual experience because you are spirit so you can't escape that truth you are spirit it's who you are So whatever form you are projecting your consciousness into, whether it's human or something else, it's a spiritual experience.
0: True. So that's a wonderful thought for the amazing conversation that we're going to have today. So, Dr. Leslie, do you like to take vacations or a travel holiday once in a while? Yes, I do. Awesome. So let's just say you're at a health retreat somewhere among the mountains and someone asks you, Dr. Leslie, what is the main focus at this point in life? What would you tell them?
1: I would tell them I'm a spiritual teacher. Uh, you know, those two words really describe it all. I'm a spiritual teacher and I'm, my mission in on this earth is to, you know, teach spiritual information, help people wake up to who they are and why they're here.
0: Crisp, clear and focused. That's amazing. <laughs> Thank you for that. So Dr. Leslie, my seven chakras is all about learning about our chakras. So listeners, for those who don't know what a chakra is, the Sanskrit word chakra literally means a wheel or a disc. In yoga, meditation or Reiki, this term refers to wheels of energy throughout the body. Now there are seven main chakras which are aligned along the spine, starting from the base of the spine through to the crown of the head. And these swirling chakras contain energy, which is Invisible energy called prana, which is the vital life force that keeps us vibrant, healthy and alive. So, Dr. Leslie, could you tell us a little bit about the significance of chakras in your practice?
1: I can. And I would really love to do that. You gave a fabulous explanation of what the chakras are. And they're actually transducers of energy, and they transduce high-frequency energy into a level that can be experienced and expressed on the material plane. And a lot of people think about the chakras, they think about healing and staying healthy, and that's definitely absolutely right. But for me, they take on a slightly different angle because one of the main things that I'm interested in is helping people to activate and open their intuitive abilities. Now, some people realize or know that clairvoyance is associated with the sixth chakra. You know, we call it the third eye. People kind of generally know that. But what a lot of people don't realize is that each of the main seven chakras and some of the secondary ones actually are, each is associated with a number of different intuitive abilities. So, for example, the sixth chakra, it's clairvoyance and abstract intuition. The second chakra, just to pick any other one, it's an intuitive ability called clairsentience, which relates to, it translates as clear feeling. So receiving intuitive information through the emotions. So, for example, your emotions are your body's way of communicating with you, the high vibration spiritual being, about how it's liking the situations that you're putting it in, for example. So the primary purpose is body-spirit communication, i.e your body to you the spiritual being but you can also use it to read the emotions of other people and a a lot of people do that quite naturally actually without calling it that a common term that's bandied about lately is is like being an empath, are you an empath that ability of being an empath, of relating um, and receiving intuitive information through the emotions resides in the second chakra. The third chakra, the solar plexus that relates to out-of-body experience, as well as being, you know, a center that's responsible for energy distribution. It also contains your information on astral travel and astral memory, for example. And so there are actually about 25 different intuitive abilities that channeled through the seven main chakras, some of them by one of the chakras sort of acting alone, and some of them by multiple chakras acting together. And so, for example, the, f- the fifth chakra is responsible for communication, and on a spiritual level, one of those is the inner voice, which is you, the spiritual being, communicating with the body personality or temporal being. Right. So the emotions are how your body communicates with spirit. The inner voice is how spirit communicates with the body. Clear audience, which is clear hearing, receiving intuitive information through through sound, but also telepathy. And there's two types of telepathy, broad and narrowband telepathy. Broadband is communicating with large groups of people. So many spiritual teachers or even radio broadcasters or podcast hosts use this when they're communicating with large groups of people. Because it enables you to reach all of those people at their own frequency simultaneously. Because language is so limited. We can only say so much with words, but communicating on a spiritual level, there is so much more that can be conveyed. So I'll stop there, but I hope it's painted a a little bit of a picture about what the significance of chakras are to me. Yes, in the context of healing, but also in the context of the intuitive abilities. And, And really, your chakras are the book of you. Everything about you is contained within your chakras and within your aura. And your aura is an energy field that emanates all around you. It actually emanates from your chakras. And so, you know, on the spiritual path, well, I don't like to use the word opening. It's more about mastering your chakras. It's about opening the book of you and reading the book of you and getting to know yourself on a very deep and intimate level.
0: That's wonderful. I really love this question so much because it's amazing to note how integral the wisdom of chakras is for each of our featured guests. And it really speaks to the fact that the chakra system is like a map. You sort of hinted towards that, a map for a complete transformation.
1: Yes, you're absolutely right. I like, I use the word blueprint, but map is a a good one too. (laughs) It absolutely is. It's really your onboard guidance system for your life. All knowledge that you need access to can be accessed through your chakras. All of your abilities, all of your gifts, all of your strengths can be accessed through your chakras. It's like your onboard guidance system. And if you learn how to tune into them and pay attention to the signals coming through them, that's so powerful. You can't go wrong. I mean, it will steer you on on your course throughout your life.
0: Mm -hmm. Could you tell us a little bit about what energy healing is, Uh, what do you like most about this practice and how has energy healing in particular benefited your life so far?
1: Okay, so energy healing or healing is change, right? The words healing and change are kind of synonymous because when you want to heal yourself or heal somebody else, what you're looking to do is to create a change from one energy vibration to another. Now, somebody who is practicing as a healer is acting as a catalyst for the person who's coming for a healing. So it's not that, you know, we healers are fabulous gurus or magicians capable of amazing feats. We're really channels for healing energy to flow through. And so, you know, that's I work as a kind of catalyst. If I'm giving someone a healing, then I'm providing them with an energy boost or an energy tune up. And the way in which I do it in my particular practice, there's a few different ways. So, yes, I do a form of energy healing where um, somebody can come and see me and be physically present. And, you know, I will work with my hands and actually with a healing guide to you know, intuit my way and feel through their energy system and help get the energy flowing and move out blocks. But I also do clairvoyant healing, long distance healing and medical intuitive work. And so the person does not need to be physically present because I can see somebody's energy no matter where they are in the world and so i'm you know i'm using my intuitive gifts and if if it's a sort of what we say medical intuitive level then i might be looking at the energy of their physical body and their organs or if i'm doing i could be doing energy work at the level of their chakras their meridians their auric field the other way that i the work as a healer is I have lots of clients who I mentor because I like to teach people how to do this for themselves. And so I can either train them as a healer or, you know, we might be working at the level of changing their belief system, changing their self-limiting Beliefs, assisting them to let go of foreign energy or pastime energy. So showing them how they, through meditation techniques, can turn within and address their own problems and their own challenges and heal themselves.
0: So Dr. Leslie, let's dive a little deeper. We know that you're passionate about using meditation and intuition as an internal guidance system for life. So for the benefit of our audience, what is an internal guidance system?
1: What is an internal guidance system? I think I just explained it. So so you, to me, your internal guidance system is your Intuition. Everybody has their own unique blueprint of intuitive abilities which map directly to their life purpose because you, the eternal being, you are endless, you are eternal. The amount of energy and information you have is beyond comprehension and you can't possibly fit all of it into your physical body your physical body is a vehicle that you've created to project an aspect of your consciousness into and so for any lifetime you have a purpose you have a, a reason for being here you have uh, you know you're you're coming expecting to have expand your consciousness um, and projecting yourself into time and space enables you to really focus on some specific things. And so what you have to do is you have to say, okay, well, what combination of my amazing intuitive abilities do I need this lifetime? What ones are going to be most important to help me given what adventures I'm planning for myself and so then it's like you know a menu well I need my clairvoyance this lifetime it's really important for me to be able to see my truth and to be able to tell if people lying to me you know I'm going to be a politician or something like this right or I'm going to be a healer and it's going to be so important for me to have my empathy and you know have my heart chakra really open so I can have my affinity for people and an understanding of the interconnectedness of of all of us. And so, you know, depending on who you are and why you're coming in, you select your own unique profile of intuitive abilities, which is your internal guidance system for your life that is tailor-made for you and what you're planning to do with your time in this incarnation.
0: I like how you put it, uh, that it's not a one-size-fits-all Depending on what you want to achieve in your life, what are the skills that you want to learn and depending on who you see as a mentor who can teach you to really uh, manifest your destiny, that's what you uh, choose and and you move along. Exactly. Thanks a lot. So how did you begin your practice of energy healing and intuition development? In other words, what were you doing before you began this practice and uh, could you tell us your story behind it?
1: Yeah, so... I was a scientist many years ago, and I actually have a PhD in natural product drug discovery. And so I was a microbiologist, and I used to travel around the world trying to discover new drugs, actually. (laughs) And I used to go collect soil samples, you know, from the Ecuadorian rainforest or the Galapagos Islands. Wonderful. You know, because I was always a healer at heart. And, of course, my upbringing was a very Western upbringing, and it was was just a natural way for me to express my desire to be a healer. Okay, so I started out, had a PhD in drug discovery, and I worked – in the pharmaceutical industry for a few years and then I switched and I actually was a business negotiator in the pharmaceutical industry as well but in parallel to that obviously there was this thread within me that was connected with a greater part of myself and because you know I was brought up in the west and in a culture where the intellect is king. And what's most important is, you know, you go to school and you exceed academically and then you get a fantastic job and all of this. And I say to people that I'm training, you know, the biggest barrier to most people opening and activating their intuitive abilities is their intellect, because we are so trained to to operate from our brain. and And so I was like that because of that. My initial way to access my higher spiritual information was actually through my dreams. I kept a dream diary and then I trained myself to speak my dreams into a dictaphone while I was asleep. So I would be fast asleep and I'd have my finger on this thing and whenever I would enter a REM cycle and start dreaming, even though I was asleep I would speak my dream. And then in the morning I would listen to the tape. And I would only remember the very last dream I had, but there would be four or five dreams on this tape. And so through those dream explorations, I experienced myself in past lifetimes. I had premonitions of future events, both in the world and in my own life. I met with spirit guides. It really opened me up to want more and so initially, I joined a dream group, uh, which I attended for a number of years, and got exposed to some other people who were interested in this kind of stuff. And then over time, I started out actually by taking some classes, and and then I moved to Canada and I did some training in Vancouver and across the border in the U.S. I qualified as a spiritual counselor in two thousand and. And as a spiritual well, as a teacher of meditation and healing in 2005, you know, I had to go through about six years of very intense inner work while I was doing that training, and I went through a huge personal transformation as I was doing that. And so, you know, the me that was emerging, and the you know the old me the businesswoman scientist, there was a divergence that was happening, you know, and I just reached a point where I wasn't comfortable being in that environment anymore. And it actually, I went through a a time where I'd made so much inner change that, you know, all the old labels that I'd used to describe myself didn't work anymore. You know, well, I'm not a businesswoman. I don't know who I am anymore. You know, and then I filled the void up with who I am now.
0: <laughs> but it, That is awesome. <laughs> it happened
1: over, over a number of years. You know, it wasn't like some people have this like instant awakening. Well, actually, I don't know whether they do because even Eckhart Tolle, you know, he had that flash of awakening and then he spent two years wandering around as a homeless person trying to put it all back together again. So,
0: so there you have it, chakra listeners. The biggest barrier the biggest barrier sometimes is our own intellect. We're so used to operating from our brain that it's become a habit. So one of the ways in which we can get out of this habit is like a Dr. Leslie shared, is to maintain a dream journal join a dream group or just join people who are on a similar journey like you are. And like they say, you are a sum average of the people that you hang out with most of the time. So thanks a lot, doctor.
1: Oh, you're welcome. And of course, meditation. Meditation is also a great way to bypass the intellect and anything creative, you know, uh, doing art is also a great way to bypass the intellect.
0: So I can imagine a person listening to the show right now saying, all right, I want to transform my life for the better. So for a person who wants to embark on this journey of developing their intuition for the very first time in their life, what are certain benefits that this person could obtain in the short term and on the long term basis?
1: Okay, so... The benefits that you can obtain on a short and long term basis are probably the same. I'm not sure whether I would distinguish between the two. But so, for example, if you were coming to me to learn how to open and activate your intuition, I would start by teaching you some foundational techniques the very first one that i would teach you is how to ground grounding is a technique well there are different ways of doing it but one really great way is to create a flow of energy from your first chakra all the way to the center of the earth and that does a few things number one is it anchors you the high vibration spiritual being into your physical body It helps you be present and in the here and now because that's where your body is. And it makes it safe for that high vibration, high frequency energy that is you to flow through your body, which is made of much denser matter. But, you know, and I always say to people, if you only learn one thing your whole life, learn how to ground because you can change your entire reality with that single technique because you can release energy down your grounding. So if Anything that you want to let go of, if you are ill, if you have a physical illness, you can release the causes of that physical illness down your grounding. Mental anguish, you know, emotional turmoil, belief systems that aren't working for you, whatever it is, you name it, you can release it down your grounding. And so then when you are opening and evolving your intuitive abilities, you really need to be grounded because, you know, part of the process is clearing away your blocks, getting rid of stuff that isn't working for you, going through this internal self-examination process and also uh, being present in your body and starting to really occupy that space and connect with your chakras, which grounding helps you to do, helps you start to stimulate and activate your chakras. So, for example, the second technique I teach anybody is called centering and it's How how you to place your conscious awareness in the center of your head that starts to stimulate your clairvoyance and activate your clairvoyance. And the benefits of doing that is your clairvoyance gives you neutrality. It helps you to see the truth about yourself, your life, and everyone else. It puts you in a place of non being non judgmental. So it allows you to enter a space of acceptance. And so, you know, the neutrality and the acceptance are important when developing your intuitive abilities, so that when you start to really see yourself and what you've created, you're not going to judge yourself, you know, it'll be easier for you to heal yourself and create change. And if you're going to be doing readings for other people, you have to be neutral, you have to be able to deliver the information from a neutral perspective. You know, otherwise, it won't be a healing for them if they're feeling judged by you. I guess the benefits are, immeasurable, just with those two techniques. You can change your entire reality by knowing how to ground and by knowing how to center.
0: Wow, that's magical. I like how you talked about what you have created, because I think it's important to remember for everyone that Everything that we do today is like sowing seeds. Some of the seeds are like a bamboo tree, which shoots up just in one or two days. And sometimes the seeds are a coconut seed. We plant the seed and then we wait and wait and wait. And sometimes we don't see the results immediately. But after a while what we create is a huge and powerful tree. So thanks for reminding us that sometimes it just takes uh, makes sense to take a step back and look at the bigger picture, look at the long-term benefits as well.
1: Absolutely. And of course, you know, all of us listening, just look around your life right now because every single thing that you see is your creation. It's not true. You know, oftentimes something terrible happens in our life and we want to blame somebody else. So true. But everything in your reality is your own creation no matter what it is
0: so talking about creation the alternative healing space is truly amazing because where well, at times miracles can take place and i've heard of numerous healing stories in which people literally transformed their lives so what is your biggest and most inspiring client success story till date
1: that's a difficult one to answer just because that you know there've been so many of them and actually right now i'm At the end, putting the finishing touches on a new book, which is probably going to be called Your Intuition Blueprint. And in this book, we sort of take a journey through the seven chakras and the different intuitive abilities channeled through them. And there's a chapter on every intuitive ability. And so, 25 different intuitive abilities. In each of those chapters, I have a couple of case studies, which is an example of a client of mine that was dealing with that particular chakra and that particular intuitive ability and about their story around it. So I have lots to choose from, but it's difficult to pick one that stands out. But it ties in with what we were talking about before in that she, you would describe her as an empath. So she was having great difficulty on an emotional level. She couldn't stand to be in a crowd to go to the supermarket because she was experiencing the emotions of everybody there. You know, it was just absolute overwhelm and In her relationships, she had no boundaries because there was no separation between her and the other person. They were completely overlapping. She didn't know who she was or what she wanted because she had so much foreign energy in her space. It just wasn't clear to her. And so I taught her the grounding and the centering, and we did a whole program around just going very deeply into her second chakra and helping her to clear it, it often involves going back through your whole life story and all of that. We kind of did that, but she turned it completely around. And so now she works as a doula and a herbalist, and she works with women who are having babies, you know, which is all about the second chakra as well. And so what was her biggest challenge has now turned into her biggest Gift, And I could repeat that story for every one of the chakras, to be honest. You know, I, I think in a way, there's a, a gem of inspiration there, which is if you're going through a challenge right now, <laughs> on the other side of that challenge is an amazing gift.
0: Beautiful. So I know closely integrated with your practice is something called an Aura reading also called the fingerprint of god and that really intrigued me could you tell us a little bit about what is an aura reading
1: i can so as i mentioned before your aura is it's basically a field of electromagnetic energy that surrounds you and it actually emanates from your chakras So each of the seven major chakras has an energy field of its own that surrounds you. And so to somebody who is an experienced intuitive, who is clairvoyant like I am, we can see the human energy field. So an aura reading is a reading of the energy field that surrounds you. And so I'm able to look at the layer of energy that emanates from each of the seven chakras. And so really, I'm, I'm reading seven chapters in the book of you. Now, every person stores their beliefs, their concepts about reality, their emotional, mental, physical state, their memories, everything that's ever happened to them. It's stored as structured units of electromagnetic energy within this energy field. And to me... It will either look like a color vibration or like a photograph or a symbol or even a little video. And so basically what I do is I pick apart the seven layers of the energy field. So I start with the first layer that emanates from the first chakra. We look at the color vibration that you're currently running and we look at the main growth experience that you're going through on the level of your first chakra. So your first chakra relate is about how you relate to physical reality. You know, how you, the spiritual being, sort of connects and operates in this dualistic world that we're in. You know, whatever is going on for you will come up and we work through the the field, you know, the second layer from the second chakra, which has to do with the emotions and sexuality, the third layer, which has to do with um, out-of-body experience and energy distribution, you know, the fourth layer, which is affinity and oneness, the fifth layer, which is all of those different aspects of communication I spoke about, you know, and so on. And so each layer, I'm reading the energy of the layer and the main aspect of spiritual growth that the person is going through. And I set my energy slightly ahead of the person that I'm reading so that the information that they get helps them expand their consciousness and evolve from where they are now and take the next step on their spiritual unfoldment journey.
0: Wonderful. Now, from what I understand, uh, Dr. Leslie, people who want to make such a positive change might be experiencing various levels of stress or pressure from multiple areas, maybe from their job, relationships, business, uh, something like that. So what are certain things a person needs to keep in mind before embarking on this particular journey of developing their intuition? What do you normally tell your clients?
1: I think that you have to be prepared to meet yourself and all your creations. So you have to have reached a point where, of spiritual maturity, where you're willing to take responsibility for yourself. You know, you're willing to look at everything inside the book of you, the good, the bad and the ugly, you know. When you start to consciously unlock your truth, when you start to consciously activate and open your spiritual abilities, the first thing that happens is you start to see the truth about yourself and your own life. And that's fantastic because, you know what, if you don't like some of it, you get to change it. You have to be prepared to look at it. I would say you have to be prepared to take responsibility for yourself and for your life.
0: So that is some really useful information for people who want to make that positive change in their life and maybe heal themselves. Uh, so, Dr. Leslie, from your experience, what is one highly beneficial advice or tip? That is a health-related advice that you could share with our audience, which can be implemented immediately. For example, one of our featured guests recently shared that having a cold shower early in the morning is really beneficial for you. So is there a health tip or advice that you could share with us?
1: Yeah, and I've actually already shared it, but what I'll do is I'll teach you how to do it, and it's grounding.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Wonderful. <laughs> so all you need to do, um, listeners, is if you if you sit, uh, preferably in a straight back chair with your feet on the floor and your hands in your lap, close your eyes, and tune into an energy center that exists near the base of your spine. And this energy center is your first chakra. It contains your information on physical reality. And what you're going to do is you're going to create a flow of energy that goes. From your first chakra to the center of the earth. And it will go through all the layers of physical matter. It will go through the chair, through the floor of the room that you're sitting in, through the foundations and layers of the building that you're in, and through all the layers of planet earth until it reaches the very center of the earth. And if you do that now and give your time a little bit, few minutes to experience that and just notice how your body is responding and how and how you're feeling by being grounded like i said earlier it brings you into your body so you can start to take charge of your reality and it gives you a conduit for releasing energy anything you want to change anything you don't want to keep anymore send it down that grounding to the center of the earth
0: that was a gift. Thanks a lot for that <laughs> guided meditation. <You're> welcome. <laughs> so let's move into the next phase of our show, which is all about a major challenge or a learning moment. At My 7 Chakras, we are all about gaining life lessons from the experiences of our guests. And we believe that it is only when we push ourselves beyond our limits that our success becomes meaningful to ourselves and respected by others. So Dr. Leslie. Tell us about a time when you were faced by a major challenge or barrier. Take us to that moment. What were you feeling? at that instance and then how did you transform or overcome that challenge
1: okay i will tell you and i guess this is more of a personal story that you're after here because um i've already mentioned the major barriers to opening your intuition are the levels of the body which are the intellect and the emotions and of course in my spiritual evolvement, those were things that i had to overcome but I think you're looking for some sort of personal story. So I'll give you one. <laughs> I'm not sure how much wisdom is in it. But before I knew what I know now, when I was bioprospecting and traveling the world, I got into some very sticky situations where I was very afraid. And there were two that jumped into my mind. One time I was very ill. And I was in the middle of nowhere and I was given some medicine by a doctor who didn't even speak the same language that I did. And I was so ill, I took it because, you know, I'd already been ill for about 10 days. By the time I was on the plane on the way home, I started losing control of my mouth. And I was uh, sticking my tongue out uncontrollably. <laughs> that sounds funny. And I was biting down uncontrollably. And I was sucking my cheeks in. I was doing all this strange contortions with my face. Um, but I was in absolutely no control of my tongue. And at one point... Um, it started going um, back in my throat. And I I was lucky enough, the flight had some surgeons who'd been at a conference. And so they kind of had to, they couldn't land the plane. They had to take me into like a separate area. And he said, I don't know what's wrong with you, but I'm going to try something to see. But you have to sort of say that if I accidentally kill you, that (laughs) it's not my fault, you know. Okay. This experience lasted, by that time it had lasted about 12 hours. It was a really long flight. And I faced the point where I had to say I was willing to die. And I'd been very, very afraid about what was happening to me. At that time, I didn't have any tools and techniques to deal with it. I just was afraid, scared to death. And it got to the point of this could be your death. And it was awful, you know, when you start thinking about the the people that you're going to leave behind and how would they feel about it. And then I just had to come to terms with this could be it and give my permission to the doctor and um you know they injected me with some drugs which didn't help it just made me less in control of my f- brain but anyway i survived it and what is the um the lesson in that at that time i'm not sure but Well, actually, there were some lessons in it. I I can think of them. I'll tell you in a minute. But if I'd known those two techniques that I just told you about today, when that happened to me, I feel sure that I would have been able to completely release the fear. I probably would have been able to intuitively tune in to what had caused it, which was the drugs that this doctor had given me and stopped taking them. Uh, You know, there would have been so many things that the understanding of life that I have now could have helped. I guess the one lesson that I, I got out of it at the time was I was phoning up my boss. In England to say I'm not well I want you to fly me home early and she wouldn't and I didn't stand up for myself I knew how sick I was and I just let her set her sort of refuse to to fly me home and so I guess one lesson is you know is about boundaries and about you know standing up for yourself at the time that was the lesson now on reflection you know if I'd known everything I know now I would have been able to deal with it in a very different way
0: so first off thank you for sharing your precious life lessons with us (laughs) and allowing us to learn from your experience going back to a challenging moment is so hard and sometimes we tend to avoid it Uh, but at my seven chakras we strongly believe that our experiences only make us stronger and wiser so thanks for that
1: oh you're welcome
0: So, Dr. Leslie, now we've learned about your experiences facing a major challenge. We are now moving on to the next portion of our show, which is all about finding the reason we've been placed on this earth. We're going to talk about finding your true calling or your true purpose. So, my fellow Chakra listeners, when you find your true calling, it's a different feeling of happiness, empowerment and fulfillment. You realize that you've been training for your calling since the moment that you were born and just when you need it the most, the right people will show up with just the right tools that you'll need to support you on your journey. Haven't found your calling yet? You're not alone. Hang on there because you never know when you will have your big aha moment, the clouds will part and the angels (laughs) will sing. So my, (laughs) my question to you, Dr. Leslie, is have you found your calling? If yes, what is your calling?
1: I have found my calling. And you know, part of my calling is to help other people find their calling. So one of the things that I do in my practice is something called an intuitive ability blueprint or an intuition blueprint. And it's a type of reading that I do where I read um, all of your chakras and I read all of the intuitive abilities within those chakras, and we do the blueprint that you were born with. So when you were born, when you came in, you know, pure and open like all children are, what was your original intuition blueprint? And then we do the blueprint as it stands today because most people have turned their intuitive abilities down and have blocked themselves in various ways by the time they've had you know a certain number of years of life experience and then what we do is we look at the intuitive abilities that are in strong profile for you and why how that relates to your life purpose and we also look at if you've turned your blueprint down from when you were born to now why what life experiences caused you to turn them down and how can you reset it back to the Original blueprint. So people get an idea of which intuitive abilities are strong for them this lifetime and how it relates to their life purpose, what they're here to do, and what skills and abilities that they have to support them in that.
0: So, Doctor, from the Buddhist term that we shared earlier, if you remember, we shared that life is all about those magical moments. So, what is that one moment that you can share with our listeners about finding your calling? And beyond that one moment, you could confidently say that, yes, this is what I was meant to do. So, let's go back in time, Dr. Leslie. Let's hear that story.
1: For me, there hasn't been a moment in time, it was more of an involvement that happened gradually. But if I have to pick a moment in time, then I do remember, let's say I was about 11 years old and I was, I loved drawing. I was, so I was drawing a picture and the picture that I drew, there was something about it. It was highly symbolic. It had somehow there was deep meaning in it. And um, one thing we haven't mentioned is that I now do do intuitive drawings and I have a card deck, an inspirational card deck. But anyway, way back there to 11 years old. And and through that symbolism in that picture that came out of me onto the page, I got this flash of knowledge that I was here to be a spiritual teacher, you know, to serve God maybe might be a way of saying it. and But because of my cultural understanding and upbringing and the programming I already had by age 11, I thought that if you were here to do something like that, it was like, becoming a priest or, or a nun or something. And it would mean that I would have to give up all my worldly possessions, that I could never get married. I could never have children. You know, it would be a life almost like being a martyr and giving, you know, yourself up and away, you know, for everything. And it frightened the life out of me. So I got the information so clearly. It's like, I know this is what i h- here to do. I feel it very strongly, but... I'm really frightened because this programming that I had about what that meant wasn't appealing to me. And so in order for me to reclaim that original life purpose, I kind of had to deprogram myself from a lot of concepts and beliefs that got in my way of accepting it.
0: So Dr. Leslie, that drawing moment seemed like a very special delivery uh, from the universe with your name written all over it. So thanks for sharing. You're welcome. So, Dr. Leslie, we've now reached the final round, which is called the wisdom round, where I will ask you a series of questions and you will respond with nuggets of wisdom, just like in a rapid fire round. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) During this round, our listeners will get to listen to nuggets of wisdom, get inspired and obtain actionable steps that they can take right away. So, Dr. Leslie, all set?
1: Yep. Ready to go. Perfect.
0: So, what is the best advice you have ever received?
1: The best advice I have ever received is the way that you become a spiritual teacher is by being a spiritual teacher is by teaching. It isn't by sitting at home, perfecting yourself and waiting for one day when you are perfect enough to get out there and teach, right? A musician becomes a musician by playing music. An artist becomes an artist by painting pictures. A teacher becomes a teacher by teaching, I can take that advice and apply it to anybody, whatever their life purpose is. Just change the words teacher to whatever yours is. The way that you become it is by being it, by getting out there in the world and being it. You already are it. You just need to step into yourself.
0: At My7Chakras, we strongly believe that great habits can dramatically enhance the quality of your life. So if you had to recommend a personal habit that contributes to your well-being, what would that be?
1: Grounding.
0: Mm -hmm. Perfect.
1: I've already taught you how to do it and told you why. Grounding.
0: (laughs) So Dr. Leslie, could you describe the first two hours of your day. What is your morning ritual? So
1: I don't really have a morning ritual. Mm-hmm. I meditate every day, but I don't always do it at the same time every day, just when it fits in. So so for me, every day is unique and I approach it in the moment that it arrives. And I use my affinity to feel what feels right for me i mean i guess you know a couple of things i do uh it probably doesn't take two hours though one of the things i love is that i grow my own vegetables and herbs Uh and so i love in the morning looking out at my vegetable and herb garden maybe going and picking some fresh greens and coming back and making myself a breakfast smoothie a green smoothie but i also have a guilty pleasure which is a nice black cup of black coffee as well.
0: <laughs> awesome, awesome.
1: So, so, you know, every day is unique and I meet it as it arrives. I don't have a ritual.
0: Now, we know that reading books can be really inspiring and life-changing. So, if you had to recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be?
1: Okay. So, if it's my book, I would recommend The Midas Tree, or the new one that's coming out, which is your intuition blueprint. If it's by somebody else, then The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle.
0: All right. So chakra listeners, you can find links to all the resources that we discuss and you can find it in the show notes. So Dr. Leslie, I've truly enjoyed learning about the abundant wisdom that you have gained over the years. And the stories that you shared were so transformational. Before you go, tell us one thing that you're really grateful for today. Tell us the best way we can find you and then we'll say adios.
1: Well, I am, let me see, I'll pick a funny one. I am grateful today I got a parking ticket this morning. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) And it taught me to ground and be present and pay attention. So even people who like me who've been grounding for 20 years, you know, we all need reminders. We learn things and we think, oh, well, I know that. But every day is teaching us all the time. And I think you asked me how people can get a hold of me, did you? True, true. Yes. So so, um, the easiest way is drlesliephillips.com is my website. And it's spelled D-R-L-E-S-L-E-Y-P-H-I-L-L-I-P-S dot com. If you can't remember that, remember a free card reading dot com because that's easy to remember. Either (laughs) either way, uh, you will have access to some free stuff. So if you go to freecardreading.com, you can ask me a question and get an answer completely for free. If you go to drlesliephillips.com and become a subscriber, there are some, I can't even remember what's on there, but I think there's uh, five free card readings a year. There's um, a free 10-minute consultation on Skype, and there's um, some free meditations. And Oftentimes, I will offer a discount to my subscribers, and I'll just throw out for this particular group, who's so fabulously interested in chakras. Mm. If you wanted to have a an intuition blueprint done, which is basically a chakra reading, the one that helps you tune into your life purpose, then I will do it for you at a 25% discount. How about that?
0: Whoa, thanks for being so incredibly kind. I'm sure our listeners will love the wonderful gift and the special discount that you have for chakra listeners.
1: You're welcome. Yes, so just when you contact me, mention that you heard me on this podcast. And however long this podcast exists, I will honor it.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. So Chakra listeners, the links, the domain, everything will be in the show notes. So just go on there and click the button and head on over. So Dr. Leslie, thank you for coming on our show today and healing us with your wonderful journey.
1: It's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. I've really enjoyed it. It's been great, great fun.
0: (laughs) I hope our paths cross again sometime really soon. You have a wonderful week ahead filled with inspiration, peace of mind and love.
1: Thank you so much. And, and love and light right back at you. You are listening to My 7 Chakras. Go to mysevenchakras.com. Download your free gift, get inspired and take action. Transform your life today.